Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Goldilocks Zone. I'm Sean Jangs, and I'm joined, as always, by uh, by uh, uh, Mr. The Vermont Burger himself. The King of the, this the Burger, mascot. Yes, the Burger King and Dairy of Queen of podcasting here. Podcasting. That's exactly right. Our own corporate mascot, Matt Mariani. Matt, what's going on? Uh, how's it going, Mr. Sean? It's good. Um, I, 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 maybe I'll fix it in post. I don't know. We'll see how uh, lazy I am. But apologize to everybody. No one heard the theme music. You're the only person, Matt, who heard the theme music. The only one. The only one. No one. Why don't I you didn't sing even it? hear you it. You could just sing it like you did last week. Oh, that was bad. I apologize, by the way, everyone, for last that week. That was great. Um, Windows 10 really did a bad number on the machine, and so uh, there was no video. It was audio only, uh, and we had a lot of problems. A lot of problems. Like one of these days, problem. we're we're just gonna have to hire an acapella group to sing the, uh, <laughs> the theme music every week. We'll have to get them in the studio. I always wanted one of those. You know, they have like one orchestra somewhere in Los Angeles that does all like the radio spots where it's like one oh one point six FM. Like yeah. I want to hire them. Those guys are awesome. Like a class, a classic like nineteen forties quartet. Yeah. Do 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 the Goldilocks zone. You're like yes. Yeah. I love then Goldilocks. then then we know we've made it. Yes, when I hit the lottery, I will contract them out to do all of our all of our work. Sounds like actually a plan. I could contract out to people to co-host the show too. So then we wouldn't then we'd really be in business. Then we would really be in business. Two <laughs> professionals that we can watch and listen to every week. <laughs> yeah, who actually know what they're doing. Yeah, that. That sounds like a good idea, doesn't it? Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, I think we've got an exciting episode for you today. I'll remind everybody, GoldilocksShow.com is the website, uh, and SoundCloud.com slash GoldilocksShow is the best place to get the audio. We're, of course, on YouTube, and you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, um, any any popular podcast app. I think we're, we're in just about all of those marketplaces, as well as um, on Twitter, at GoldilocksShow. So check out those places. Um I think we've got we've got a great two-parter. We haven't done a two-parter in a while, which is actually kind of exciting. I'm glad to bring back the format. We're doing a two-parter. Last week we talked corporate sponsorships, right? The beauty of businesses paying for the rights to advertise their name, be official partners, okay? But a lot of companies don't want to go to someone else. They want to do it in-house. They want to have a, an entity, a character, a person, something or someone to represent the essence of that company and their brand. It's the corporate mascot. That's what we're talking about this week. Next week, we'll be talking sports mascots, so make sure you tune in for that. I think there's going to be some fun stuff to talk about there. This week, the corporate mascot, the, 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 the fun character that gets you to go to the store, pull a product off the shelf, and turn over your hard-earned money to buy it. And I think we've got some fun ones. Uh, Matt, where yes, would you like I, to start? I've definitely got some strange ones. Um, but I think right now... The one that I would like to start with uh, might be a familiar mascot um, to a lot of 90s kids. Um, uh, but just recently, he he underwent kind of a change. He's different now um, in a lot of really disappointing and kind of annoying ways. I'm talking, of course, about the Chuck E. Cheese mascot. Ah, Chuck E. Cheese. Yes, who I assume is also just named Chuck E. Cheese. Charles e. Charles E. Cheese. Charles E. Cheese. We were never told what the E stands for. Uh, excitement? Entertainment, maybe? I don't know. These are guesses. Hmm. Trying to think of the name of a cheese that might start with an E, but I, I'm having trouble. That's a tough letter. Anyways, um, this particular character, uh, we all remember the Chuck E. Cheese mascot. Uh, of a decade or so ago, um, kind of on the heavier side, not not really too, not really noticeably heavy. He's kind of like, I guess, chunkier. Uh, he was uh, had a, had the backwards hat, skate pads, right? Like knee pads. He was, I think, he was, like it was a very pads. '90s character. Yeah, he was totally '90s. He I was guess extreme with a big X. He's now been updated to like pretty much now. He's just a mouse with. Like a T-shirt and shorts, <laughs> a guitar. He's got a guitar and and his annoying ass guitar. Yes, <laughs> don't forget about that. Ouch. So yeah, um, I guess I'm a little disappointed by the new Chuck E. Cheese mascot. I mean, the old Chuck E. Cheese mascot 
had a lot of personality and style. Um, he had a characteristic voice and he, um, yeah, he had like a personality. This new one really doesn't have a personality. He kind of lets the commercials do the talking, which come on, what's the point of even having a mascot then? Also, he looks, he just looks too much like a common rodent to be popular with for like a food chain. Yeah, well, what's funny, a fun fact about Chuck E. Cheese you may not know is Chuck E. Cheese actually began as a rat and was later changed to be a mouse. Because I think uh, of all the things you want associated with food, <laughs> I feel like that is not one of them. I guess it worked for Ratatouille, but that might be I, where I, that... The exception, not the rule. Yeah, exactly. Perhaps. Exactly. That might Here... be as far as you can draw the line. Um. Well, uh, I... Uh, okay. I was going to share the screen, but the video just crashed, so we don't have video anymore. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Windows 10. So for all of you listening exclusively on audio, uh, I can't show it to you, but uh, I do recommend going and um, and checking, looking up some graphical images of, uh, of Chuck E. Cheese before and after, because uh, it really is, the, the original character is very... It's almost like they designed the character to look like a Here. suit you could buy. Like, they did the suit first, and then the character second. I have a picture on my phone. I'm going to hold it up to the camera. Well, no one can see it, Matt. I mean, I can see it, but no one else can oh. see it. No one will ever see it. <laughs> this is so sad. It, it kind of is. You'll just have to take our word. Use your imagination, if you one, one can just use the Google and, and Google up an image of new Chuck E. Cheese versus That's old Chuck E. Cheese. That's probably a smart way to go. Um, yeah, but that E, that E in his name definitely doesn't stand for excitement. No, it really doesn't. And especially the new one is, like, really... It's too, um... What's the word I'm looking for? Not friendly, but, like... The original Chuck E. Cheese was, like, older, I, I feel. More mature? I feel like Ch the, the original Chuck E. Cheese, if you had told me he's, like, 15, I'd be like, I believe that. And the new Chuck E. Cheese character is, like... Like a child. Yeah. Like a child who shouldn't be skateboarding and not wearing a helmet. At least with not adult, without adult supervision. Yes, exactly. Need That's another thing, yes. The, the, other, the original Chuck E. Cheese frequently wore a helmet and practiced common safety techniques when he mm -hmm. was skateboarding or, or mountain biking or scootering. He did a whole bunch of exciting things in the commercials. Yeah. And now he, he sings and I have to, I have to look who, because they have the new mascot is voiced by a famous singer. Oh, is it? Um, in, in the, in the commercials. I'm going to guess um, it's the one direction <laughs> it honestly it is something like that i think but hang on let me there's a website behind the voice actors.com um yes he is voiced by Jarrett reddick the singer from bowling for soup oh really if you, if bowling, you for, bowling soup. for soup of yep. course he sings in the uh the commercials as chuck e cheese now wow yeah okay that made that made him a little cooler i guess he, he got he got a little bit of his cred back a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. But the character, I don't know. It's kind of lame. Yeah. Pretty lame. I think yep. the kids agree. I don't I don't really <laughs> hear too much about kids going to Chuck E. Cheese Chuck anymore. Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, the other thing, too, I liked about Chuck E. Cheese was that um, they, they did what a few businesses do, which is they had a staple, a cast of characters, which I really liked um, because it was... They had Chuck E. Cheese, but then they had the whole, um, the band. The gang. They oh, yeah, the it's band, band. Including, uh, Helen Henney, Mr. Munch, Jasper T. Jowls, and Pasquale. Oh, I remember Pasquale. Um, which is cool. I, I, li I like yeah. when, when someone took the time to do a whole cast of characters. I like that. I, yeah, you know what? I appreciate that. I think that they should have been in more of the latter commercials. Chuck E. Cheese, the, the eponymous character, kind of... Just stole the spotlight away from them a little bit. Yeah. And, and you know, I'll give you one last fun fact about Chuck E. Cheese. Do you know who founded Chuck E. Cheese? Famously? Mm, I don't even have a guess. It's, it's a specific answer, but it is interesting. Chuck E. Cheese's Pizza Time Theater was founded by Nolan Bushnell, the founder of Atari. Whoa, really? Yes. Yep. 
So he basically just wanted a venue for kids to come and pay money to play his games, his gaming yeah, he, system. Well, what it was is he was looking to expand video game arcades. Yeah. Uh, because traditionally it was more for an older set and not really children. Like it was teenagers and adults. Um, and he wanted it to be more family friendly. Right. Oh, okay. Started in California in 1977. Wow. The 70s, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And continue to this day. Hmm. It's no. it's actually it's it's to the company's credit that it was able to exist all throughout the nineties. I guess they they kind of adapted. They made it like not not just specialized arcade way. There, there's like you could like shoot hoops and basketball and like they made it more active. I guess they put like a playpen or a play pit. Yeah, kind of like McDonald's. They they adapted. That's a that's a that's a model that thrives for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think it is interesting. I think kids like it, and uh, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see if this new mascot does anything for them. Yeah, it was able to survive the the great gaming crash of the 1980s. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Wow. Continue to this day. Very impressive. Very impressive. Good on you, Chuck. That we, that we Good learned. job, yeah. Chuck. Good job for Chuck E. Cheese. I uh, still don't. Still not too crazy about the new mascot. I no, guess. it's a little but... much. Yeah. So, so what do you got? What's next on our list? So I, I've got uh, many things on my list, but I wanted to start with one of the crazier ones. So you oh, picked good. a famous one, a good one. Love Chuck E. Cheese. I wanted to go off off the beaten path, one of the worst mascots I could think of. And there have been many terrible mascots over the years, but I really wanted to focus on one that exemplified bad idea. Matt. Do you remember a, a wonderful character that went by the name of Mr. Six? Mr. Six. Yes. No, I do not okay. remember this character. Let me see if I can jog your memory. Okay. Do you remember the Six Flags amusement park? Oh, yes. And, and the weird old bald oh, man who yes. would dance and get people yes. to go in the bus and go to Six I... Flags to the Venga Boys we like to party? Yes. Ding, now ding, ding, I ding, ding, absolutely ding, ding. remember. I know yes. exactly what you're talking about. Didn't know he had a name. Yes, he did. Yes. Mr. Six, as he was called, Mr. first featured Six. in 2004. Um, the the bald, decrepit, wrinkled old man wearing a tuxedo and thick-framed glasses shown stepping <laughs> off a bus and inviting stressed and overworked people <laughs> to Six Flags by performing a frenetic dance to the Venga Boy song, We Like to Party. That quote directly from Wikipedia. Mm. Um, <laughs> That's as good a description I've heard of him as any. Yep. And, mm. and the other thing I loved about Mr. Six, too, was not only was he ridiculous, but they actually had people, like, when you go to, like, Disneyland, and they have Mickey Mouse and Pluto. At Six Flags, they had people dress as Six Flags and go around so people could take pictures with him. Like, who wow. wants to do that? I don't think anybody wants to do that. It's like the same thing. It's the same question as why do you want to work at Six Flags? You want the money and the paycheck that they give you. So you are willing to put up with dressing up like Mr. Six. Uh, hey, and, and, you know, <laughs> he, would, he would do the Mr. Six thing. The dance question and... is, why does the company Six Flags think that this is a marketable mascot? And why do they think that their attendees want to be stalked by an old man frenetically dancing in their face. Because when I think the thrills and excitement of an amusement park, I'm my mind doesn't immediately go to weird old man in a tuxedo. Like, it's very odd. I think Time Magazine summed it up best in their 2009 article when they said, why is Six Flags targeting kids with a creepy old guy? <laughs> like, very well put. Yeah. I, I get that. It is very confusing. Um yep. Uh, I, I guess the, the idea is to appeal. That was our generation, by the way. We were the, we were the young kids then. Yeah. And I guess it's kind of to appeal to, to us saying, look at this. Look at how silly this old man is. He's, he's silly. And, I mean, you could have accomplished the same thing by making him like, you know, like a rodent, like Chuck E. Cheese. And, and I give credit where credit's due. I think amusement parks are one of the harder things to promote. Because it's kind of, it's it kind of really like need a, a mascot, does it? 
Yeah, I think the rides are enough of a promotion in the events. For itself, yeah. And also, it's the, it's not a thing you buy regularly. Like you maybe go once a year. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a large it's upfront purchase. And it's, it's and a, it's a specific location, which is difficult. Yeah. So it's not you can't go to any store and buy it. You have to go to the Six Flags. Right. So uh, I can imagine it's not easy to come up with a character, but I just think it's very strange that a it's it was almost an, like yeah wait yeah go on. Well, I just think it's strange that it was almost like and, and you know he premiered in two thousand four, which I think you could argue was maybe at the very outset of the viral video, right? I mean, if you're going back that far, and and maybe he was, maybe Mr. Six was ahead of his time, because it really is a viral concept. That's if true. I were a marketing agency and they said we want to go viral, what if we made this crazy old man and he dances and he makes stressed <laughs> out people go on the bus to Six Flags? Like, mm-hmm. maybe it was just ahead of its time before viral and being weird was cool. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, if if YouTube and and just if if, if anybody had phones like we have today with the capability of just being able to videotape and stream, you know, I, I, you, you'd have so many videos of, of countless videos of, yeah. of people dancing in the style of Mr. Six and, uh, to that, to that song for sure. So yeah, it is a very viral concept. And, and I feel like today more so than ever, we embrace the anti mascot, a mascot intentionally created to not, be like a mascot and i think people could really resonate if six flags were very upfront and say you know mascots suck we made our own crazy guy and and we we know he's terrible and we acknowledge that and yeah, and like yeah we're like an amusement park with a weird old guy um but i think at the time it just wasn't a good i think it wasn't yeah. a good fit and it was very odd yes very odd and it, it's like you said before the, the the amusement park model doesn't really doesn't really coincide well with it doesn't really mesh well with the mascot idea at all i mean you could you kind of you got to go off of your your um your rides basically your attractions well so like if you have a new superman ride superman is your mascot promoting that ride you need an existing media property right everywhere from disney world to six flags now has warner brothers stuff but you even look at i was at hershey park a couple weeks ago when i was in pennsylvania and they have the chocolate bar character and the reese's peanut butter and actually the funniest thing quick story but you know they have the characters around the park for the meet and greet and you take the pictures and we were walking by and they had three characters and there were a bunch of kids around i'm trying to remember what like the reese's peanut butter cup guy and there were a bunch of kids around the york peppermint patty guy and then there was the ice breakers mince guy and no one was around him. Like, Aww. no one was interested. I felt so <laughs> bad for the poor guy. Aw, like, how poor, sad is that? Yeah, that bummed now, me out. That's interesting. I didn't know that icebreakers were produced by Hershey. Uh, yes. Sure a lot of they, other people didn't. They, they, they acquired the company not that long ago, to be honest. Like, in the last ten years. Yeah. So yeah, That's an example recently. of a mascot you kind of don't really need. I mean... I guess it's it's more like bringing awareness. It's like, hey, we make You're selling icebreakers. Yeah. It's yeah, not really so, one that the kids are going to be all jumping all over, like you said. That That's why you don't create your own character. You just buy an existing one. Yeah. That, that makes story. sense to me. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we like to party. Mr. Very Six, good. thank goodness, is dead. Yes. And in a pit somewhere. Um. All right, Matt, what do, what do, what do you have for us? All you right. Another so. mascot? In the, I think we're gonna we're gonna remain in the spirit of uh, of strange and bizarre fringe. This one's gonna be more of a fringe mascot. Definitely not one I expect anybody to have heard of. Um, it's just a really weird guy that I looked up. I was I was researching just strange and disturbing mascots. I guess mm-hmm. I came up with um, with uh, this interesting guy uh, for those I guess those of you at home who are watching on the video nobody's watching the video matt there's no video and for you my co-host for me okay what is that so so maybe (laughs) i'll do this let me describe to the fans what i'm looking at okay all right here we go it looks to me like some kind of deer mascot it's got it's some kind of man in an animal costume he's he's got fur and 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 a head with a muzzle and horns and ears so i'm assuming a, a reindeer or a deer type character um, but he's wearing shorts, which is kind of weird. No shirt, but like shorts, and they're cheap-looking shorts. It, it doesn't yes. look to me like a high-quality character, Matt. What am I looking at? 
Uh, you're actually looking at a mascot who goes by the name of Seymour Antelope. Seymour. And he is Seymour Antelope. But that's not an antelope. He is the... Exactly. Have you ever seen a picture of an antelope? <laughs> that looks nothing like an antelope. No, I, I agree. I totally agree. His name is Seymour Antelope, who looks more like a, a fawn, like a combination of a fawn and a ram. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. He is the mascot, the official mascot for the Bureau of Land Management, um, which is an organization that is dedicated to conservation and environmental activities. So, hence the name Seymour Antelope. I guess, you know, you get Seymour. You, you can see more of them. Got it. Uh, if you thought the name was bad. Oh, boy. Uh, I don't know if you saw in the picture. His eyes, he has down-pointed eyebrows, so he looks pissed. He looks mm-hmm. perpetually angry or agitated at at whomever and whoever he is looking at. Um very terrifying. Not really a kid-friendly mascot. And those pants. Why Why is he wearing green cargo shorts? Though That, to be honest, is one of the cheapest-looking mascot costumes I've ever seen. Like, that looked so spectacularly <laughs> cheap. It's staggering. Yes. Um, but I guess so, the Bureau of Land Management probably doesn't have a big mascot budget. And they probably also didn't get the memo from Smokey the Bear who's the Mm. mascot that I really wanted to talk about. Mm. Um, Smokey the Bear is is, is an iconic appeal. Very iconic. To generations. Um, He goes back very far. Forgot how far back exactly. 1944. 1940, yes, 1944. So he predates the end of the Second World War. So... uh, Smokey the Bear as a mascot has been around, you know, half a century, um, more than half a century. Um, He has appeal. He gets his message across, which is don't start forest fires. Uh, Also, you know, protect the environment. Um, But I guess Smokey the Bear as a mascot kind of has the luxury. Oh, he also wears shorts, by the way, but only sometimes. Well, he wears jeans. Yeah, kind he's of. A man, he's a working man. Working the man. The jeans and the hat. He's got the yes, that hat. He's got that that Boy Scout hat. It's very iconic. That doughboy hat, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, he was originally called the Hot Foot Teddy. Huh. Uh. Yeah. So. Well, the. I guess yes. Smokey the Bear is a better name for him. Yeah, it was actually they had a bear, that yeah. they had, a real bear that they said that was Hotfoot Teddy, and then they later named Smokey, uh, which is weird. Like name any other mascot that started as an actual real thing, and then, well, I guess uh, maybe I shouldn't say that because you Tricks point rabbit. Was was there an actual rabbit that no, was the trick? I, no. I have no idea. I was just you guessing. Probably shouldn't feed cereal to a rabbit. <laughs> probably not. But you know, he, he's really after those Lucky Charms. That's true. Wait, the Trickster Rabbit isn't after Lucky Charms. No, he's you, not. You crazy guy. He no. want he wants his Honey Nut checks. Um, yeah, he's <laughs> after that. Uh, you and the captain make it happen <laughs> with, with their Kashi <laughs> Goline uh, granola. Mm-hmm. Um, Reese's Puffs. <laughs> no, you're just naming. You're like Reese's Puffs. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I think. Uh, yeah, Smokey Bear is awesome, but I wonder, who do you think... Well, no, that's not really fair. I would like to see a fight between Smokey Bear and Woodsy Owl, who ah. I feel like kind of are like brothers in arms against bad things in the woods. Yeah, or if they teamed up... <gasps> oh, my God. The Owl from Mr. Owl, who is probably probably has some kind of doctoral degree... From the uh, the is it the Tootsie it's the Tootsie Pop commercial yeah yeah mm-hmm. marketing owls very smart owl yes indeed. indeed indeed yes yeah. so that's uh, the mascot Smokey the Bear anything else you'd like to share about this mascot um I mean it's kind of tough to to be uh, 
be against Smokey the Bear. I mean, what are you going to say that about the guy? He's a bear. He saves lives. He's kind of he's kind of he's one of the few mascots that's very I don't want to say masculine, but is a very strong character. Like most mascots are fun or entertaining, and I think Smokey Ooh. falls in that interesting area where it's like I am I am for real. I am this is not a game. I am a serious person. Yeah, I I appreciate that about Smokey because it is a serious topic, and it's when the first thing you think of when you think mascot is an old man dancing for Six Flags. <laughs> but Smokey the Bear is really more of a I almost want to say a symbol than a than a mascot. Yeah. I mean, he is a mascot, but I, really, it's a symbol. Definitely a symbol, which is rare for mascots. Do you remember the time when he lobbied Congress? I did not know that, Matt. For his 60th anniversary, Smokey the Bear lobbied Congress in 2004, uh, calling for a, a presidential proclamation to um, call upon the people of the United States to observe Smokey the Bear Anniversary Day and to, uh, Wait, hang to on. protect woodland animals everywhere and prevent forest fires. Hang on. He... He went to Congress to get a holiday for himself, or to get to get yeah, an act for himself. That looks, that looks like it's about the size of it. That uh, that kind of sucks. Yeah, I'm I'm not in favor of that. I don't think you, know you can what? really. I don't think Smokey the Bear is that. Uh, he might be in it for himself. I don't know. Maybe you think he's the guy who's like really like believable and nice and a hero, and then behind the Man, scenes he he's kind of all a, those... he's a diva. He's a jerk. Here's a picture of him with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, hanging out? Hanging the little robot? Now, Matt, what do you think of the new CGI version of Smokey the Bear that's been in uh, recent commercials? Yeah, he's he's kind of annoying, just like the... Uh, he's also a little creepy. I, 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 get a, I get like an Uncanny Valley vibe from yeah. looking at him. A little creepy, a little on the creepy side. I agree. But uh, maybe not as annoying as the new Chuck E. Cheese. But let's see. In terms of PSA animals, what what about McGruff the Crime Dog? Oh, McGruff the Crime Dog. Yeah. Now, who would win in a fight? That's the question. Smokey Bear or McGruff the Crime Dog? I mean, naturally, you give it to the bear, right? Unless the bear is chained up or restricted yeah, Mc... in some way. McGruff he has the, the Crime Dog is a. But at the same time, McGruff the Crime Dog is scrappy as hell. Well, that's what I'm saying, and and he's like a detective, I think. I don't know the actual How character. How would that help but... him in a fight, though? Well, he, he probably has a gun. Oh well, I I, I would assume he's not allowed to use a gun. Well, I, if I he's being was... attacked by a bear. <laughs> but this is, this is an organized fight. <laughs> it's fisticuffs only. Uh, fair enough. In a fair fight, I would still have to give it to Smokey, no matter how scrappy um, McGruff the crime dog is. Although the, McGruff the Crime Dog might have military or, or police hand-to-hand -hand combat training. Oh my god, maybe he's like undercover case, CIA. The, the advantage will distinctly be for him. Maybe I'll give it to McGruff, actually. I'll change. Oh, McGruff's a tough... He will take a bite out of Smokey Bear. He's a customer, yeah. And it'll be a good, it would be a good fight, actually. It would be yeah. a uh, really good one. Well, here's a little fun fact for you. Um, there was a contest, uh, a nationwide contest to name McGruff the Crime Dog. The most common entry was, do you have any guess? It wasn't McGruff, but... Steve. No, it's a, kind of obvious. Sherlock Bones <laughs> was the most common. Other entries included J. Edgar Dog, okay. Sarge Dog, and Keystone Cop Dog. The winner, okay, none McGruff... None of those are clever. I'm the glad winner, that McGruff won. The winner, McGruff the Crime Dog, was submitted by a New Orleans police officer. Hmm. So, there you go, a little fun fact. Actually, you know what? The the most clever of all of those was Sherlock Bones. Kind of, I kind of wish that they had kept that name. There must have been some kind of copyright thing. Or... Yeah, yeah, probably. McGruff the Crime Dog. You know, when I say McGruff the Crime Dog, it sounds like a dog that commits crimes. Yeah, he's not the McGruff the Crime Solving Dog. Yeah, the Crime Fighting Dog. He's or the, the Crime, crime dog. dog. McGruff the Crime Dog. Yeah, that's that's not good. Well, there you go. Got got to give it up for the, uh, also, the PSA there's, animals. Also, there's, uh, there's no there's no actual. I don't I don't remember there being any commercials of him actually solving any crimes. 
No, I mean his his main thing was for children, right? It was you know yeah. don't get taken by strangers and you know stranger danger. That's right. Yeah, don't get kidnapped. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He actually put out a board game that I remember playing as a child called Don't Talk to Strangers. Don't talk to strangers. It's actually kind of fun because it was based on a. It was kind of like a trivia game. Mm-hmm. And you pulled out some cards, and every time you, you know, on the card it would say like, "You see a stranger, what do you do? A, <laughs> talk to him. B, it was things like that. They would present you with different scenarios, and you had to decide whether or not it was okay to talk to a stranger. Spoiler alert: If you wanted to get every answer correct, the answer was to not talk to a stranger. That sounds amazing. But it also kind of presents like a bad precedent because what if you're like your parents are in trouble and then you, it falls in that like kind of like moral dilemma. What would you do kind of thing? What if, is there an exception where I like talking to strangers can actually save my life or the lives of people around me? And what about the expression a stranger is just a friend you haven't met yet? Ooh, guess McGruff has never heard that. No, no, I'm getting mixed signals from McGruff. I'm not quite sure what to do. I may just have to go meet some strangers. See what happens. Excuse me, Mr. Stranger, do you think I should talk to you? (laughs) McGruff wasn't quite clear. My van is a much easier place to talk. (laughs) McGruff loves vans. I've got some candy in there. (laughs) Oh, awesome. I'm um, friends with your mom and dad, by the I'm, way. Yeah, so exactly. It's totally okay. <laughs> oh, go to my house. We'll play Xbox. They It'll said, be fun. They said I could, uh, you know, you could come over. Mm. Wow. So anyway. Anyway, what's next, what's next on our list? Next we're, on we're my list time here. is a corporate mascot that really is is a philosophical mystery. Okay, a character that really offers a lot of questions without answers. A character you look at and and you say, how? Why? What is really going on here? Who does this? Of course, Matt, I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. It's got to be the California Raisin. No, that is a fantastic (sighs) guess, though. And actually, we may talk about them after this, but... um, No, I'm talking, of course, about the Kool-Aid Man. Oh, the Kool-Aid Man. The Kool-Aid Man. The character that, when you mention his name, breaks through any nearby obstacles. Oh, uh-oh. I gotta watch out. Hey, okay, Kool-Aid! Um, the character who is a pitcher full of liquid, who carries around a smaller pitcher of the same liquid, hypothetically drinking <laughs> it, which is its own weird thing. Mm-hmm. I I get very confused by the Kool Aid Man. I'm not I'm not quite sure what to think. Like Probably if he has the, the if, laziest, if he tips over, yeah, go ahead. It's got to be the laziest iconic line ever. Hey, I can't Kool-Aid. think of a. Oh yeah, he says. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Come on, and all the other companies are saying, "Why didn't I think of that?" So let me let me read you the origin story to the Kool Aid Man. It was actually the Pitcher Man. Uh, created in 1954 uh, by General Foods, and the creator, inspired by what a true story, inspired by watching his young son draw smiley faces on a frosted window, Potts created the Pitcher Man, a glass pitcher with a wide smile emblazoned on its side and filled with Kool Aid. <laughs> Literally the laziest thing I've ever heard. That's yeah. Everything about this mascot is lazy. It's so cheap. And the poor Hawaiian Punch company that had to work so hard to create that mascot I don't even know the name of. They're, they're little Hawaiian guys. On their yeah. Hawaiian Punch. He's like, you know, he has, he has curls, he has a personality, he surfs. They worked really hard to make that guy. And, and I bet, you know, like, guarantee you that Kool-Aid outsells Hawaiian Punch, like, 9 to 1. FYI, Hawaiian Punch's mascot is named Punchy. Punch. Invented in 1962. Okay, that's actually pretty lazy. That's the actually ori- really lazy. Although if it makes you feel a- any worse, Punchy's original slogan was, Hey, how about a nice Hawaiian punch? Okay. All yeah. right, I take back what I said. <laughs> no, Hawaiian punch is just as lazy, if not more lazy, than the uh, the Kool-Aid guys. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah, I just and like I said, I just I have a problem where well, any product where the mascot is a version of that product is weird. But the fact that the Kool-Aid man walks around with a smaller pitcher of Kool-Aid and pours it and gives it to children, like is the smaller pitcher also sentient? Like these questions are never answered. Why is he like a weird experimental Kool Aid that escaped from the lab? That you know Frankenstein style was was made alive, and now he has to go around giving people Kool Aid. Is the Kool Aid he gives people the Kool Aid that is inside of him and is part of him? That's what I always thought. Like, I always thought it was it's, his own product. If you get like one or two layers into it, it's very disturbing. Yeah, he also causes untold. Uh, figures of property damage. Oh, millions of dollars over the years. Very expensive. Yeah. No so regard for homes, safety. People's homes, people's places of work, people's schools. So, I, I will, once again, Wikipedia, thank you to whoever writes these pages for these mascots, because they're very funny, but I'll read you this. Um, describing how the ads would typically go. Children, parched from playing or other various activities would typically exchange a few words referring to their thirst, then put a hand to the side of their mouths and call <laughs> forth their friend by shouting, Hey, Kool-Aid! <laughs> Whereupon, the Kool-Aid man would make his grand entrance, breaking through walls, fences, ceilings, or other furnishings, uttering the famous words, Oh, yeah! Then pour the dehydrated youngsters a glass of Kool-Aid from his own supply. I don't know if they've made this commercial yet, but I have a great pitch for a Kool-Aid commercial that I think would it. be really good. All right. So picture this. You're you're in a foreign, unnamed foreign country, uh, a la North Korea sure. or Iran, right? Sure. Uh, and one of those bad countries. So you're about to be uh, executed via firing squad, right? Main character of the commercial is has is blindfolded. Standing in front of a wall, uh, faced up against um, you know five or six so guys with with uh, tactical rifles, uh, they take aim and they're just about to fire. And they say, "Do you have any last words, American <laughs> dog?" And he shouts, "Hey, Kool Aid!" And then oh, the Kool Aid yeah. man bursts through and says, "Oh yeah!" Except his shorts have the American flag. Um, he provides just enough of a distraction for our hero to escape. And then enjoy a glass of Kool-Aid on a beach somewhere. You know, if not a commercial, that is a wonderful funny or die sketch idea. Mm. I am in favor. Or, if you want to take it to the next level, why not do a full-length Rambo-style picture where it's just the Kool-Aid man just busting down <laughs> walls and just kicking ass? Yes. Yes, we could take it to its to its conclusion. And the villain at the end is th with his last breath, and they go... Hey, Kool-Aid. <laughs> and, and, and the Kool-Aid guy goes, oh, yeah, and then just, like, shoots him. And oh, him. yeah. Uh, that, that's, like, that's, like, his catchphrase. Yeah. That'd be a pretty rad commercial. I'd watch that. Yeah, Kool-Aid man. Kool-Aid man. Very weird. Very, very weird. Yeah. I, I don't quite get the story, but I, I yeah. guess he's lasted this long, so. Presents a lot of, uh, I guess, a lot of uncomfortable, um, a lot of uncomfortable thoughts that we could uh, think about. Yeah. Oh, all right. So we're going to the next one. Yes. Because I have a I have a pretty good one, and I, I've been wanting to uh, wanting to explain this to somebody for some time. Oh boy. All right. Okay. You're welcome uh, to try. Th these commercials are are some of the most annoying, some of the most catchy, and unnecessarily so. Um commercials right in in recent memory at least and okay. and this mascot is it's not only that he is is um inexplicable it's just that he doesn't really fit with the company he advertises at all at all like very strange uh placement very strange idea for a mascot um i'm talking of course about the uh this guy oh the general him? the general from general insurance for, oh my god the general for me is a great exempl exemplary example of if you just throw enough money at an ad campaign it will catch on <laughs> the geico model 
Just yeah. outspend your competition and you will win in the advertising space. They they use all kinds of computer generated effects to animate this guy. Uh, they use a computer generated set. They use um, all kinds of wacky animations that are are kind of retro in a way, while at the same time contemporary enough to like wow the audience. Mm-hmm. But it's all at the same time. It's it's for an insurance company that is kind of like a third party insurance company, right? Third or maybe even a fourth, like a fourth year insurance, <laughs> insurance company. Well, not anymore. That's what's amazing is they, they put out these ads and now all of a sudden everyone knows who they are. I mean, I don't know yeah. if anyone's buying insurance from them, but at least they know who they are. <laughs> they do know who they are. I, I, I mean, I, I don't personally know um, a single person who subscribes to general insurance. But then again, I don't really know that many people or human beings to begin with. Mm, but anyway, yeah, so that's the that's it. That's the general. Uh, you know what's he's... amazing? What I what and this is su- this is such like a Sean thing where it's so specific nobody else notices but me. But what always bugged me about those ads were in the first run of those ads, the first cycle of them. You remember you'd get in the convertible with the penguin with the sunglasses, which didn't make any sense. Yes, <laughs> yeah, of course. But what bothered me more than that was in the second version of all those ads, the penguin was gone. Yeah, they and edited I, him out. I they always like wondered. Stalin and, and just took him out. I, I'm very concerned. Picture. I hope that penguin is all right. He Wherever seemed like he such a cool dude. And, yeah, but and... they never, they never like. I, I think it, it was probably. I mean, we can agree that they hired some like really, really top tier writers <laughs> to come up with the general concept and his animation. Obviously, they have a lot of money to spend. Clearly. I think that the, the penguin with sunglasses was a half-baked idea that they threw around in a meeting. And they were like, oh, how about we give the general a penguin sidekick? And, oh, he could wear sunglasses and have shorts. Oh, and... my God. And I could just see the boss guy being like, it, J- Jimmy never has any good ideas. Just, just He needs he needs a win today. Just just let him have this one. <laughs> Let him have it. Just we'll let him have it. Sure, Jimmy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Ping, we, ping with sunglasses. You know, awesome idea. We, Great we idea. We ran out of time. Either that, either that, or maybe they got through <laughs> animating it so, like a lot, like far, very far ahead of schedule, and they they they, they just said, you know, like whatever, we'll animate a penguin, something sure. else. Like he can have a little buddy in the front seat. I, I think it was the first the first uh, story though. I think it was it was definitely that the penguin was supposed to feature somewhere in those commercials. They just they just couldn't really figure out or just didn't have the time to put him in. But they I forgot s- to take him out in post. I secretly hope that the reason they took him out is because he's getting his own spinoff insurance company. Like Cool Penguin Insurance. Maybe they didn't... he's the penguin from... Um... Name something with a penguin in it. No, I, I just had it. It was, you know, like you have Windows, you have... Oh, Linux. He's the Linux, Linux. penguin. He's the Lux. Linux penguin, yeah. Lux the penguin, yeah. Yes, maybe maybe that's him. Or Tux. his cousin. No, Tux the penguin. Yes. Tux, yeah. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Hmm. Could be. So that's, uh, anyway, that's... um. That's the general. That is the general. Love it. Strange mascot. Uh, but thanks to those commercials, he's kind of made his mark on culture forever. Like I said, it's the Geico method where Geico spends a billion one billion dollars a year in advertising. You don't know their characters because they're good characters. You know them because they are just banged into your head with such a relentlessness that you have no choice but to remember them. And I feel like the general is on a smaller scale, but a very similar I that, method. I think Geico has gotten really smart recently. They've gotten a lot smarter than than we're. I mean, originally you had Gecko. Yeah. Okay, we get it. Like it, you know, Gecko is spelled kind of like Geico. We can see where your thought process was with that. But then when they started doing the so easy a caveman can do it ads, they yep. like kind of really brought like a lot of a lot of wisdom into their uh, advertising. A lot mm-hmm. of like wit. I mean, I could I could talk for an entire show on their advertising strategy, which is fascinating. But the amazing thing is that. They realized when when Coca-Cola does an ad campaign, they spend a year planning it. It runs for six months straight, the same set of ads, and they they intend to have a strategy. Geico, on the other hand, is throw it at the wall and see what sticks strategy, where they come up with an ad idea, they just run it. They don't care. That's why every ad ends the exact same way. 
you could save 15 minutes or more. Um, 15% or more. Wait, how's it go? You can save 15... You can save... After you using just 15% or more... After using... 15 minutes of your day, you can save 15%. Wow, it must not be very effective because we can't remember it, but you get the idea. The number Um, is 15, and it's in in one of those sentences. Yeah, exactly. Save 15% or more by calling Geico or whatever. They add the every... So it doesn't matter what the ad is. The ad's only job is to get you to listen to the five seconds at the end where they say the tagline and the name of the company. That's it. They also use humor in a very effective way. Yeah. A, a A big company would never do that they spend the entire 30 seconds trying to get you to notice the brand and notice the product and geico says it's our sole job to entertain you for 15 or 30 seconds and get you to remember one word geico one number 15 that is it it's a brilliant strategy and it's done so well very effective yeah they're one of the top yeah they're definitely if not the top they're up there they're they're, they're very they're massive and they weren't before they did this and that's why they spend a billion dollars and that's why they're number one they spent their way to the top good for them yeah their ad campaigns are very successful I, i i like their use of humor um in that it it's uh it has nothing to do with the product they're advertising really Yep. It's just it's just funny. They just have like and they're very clever too. They're not just like stupid. They're very clever, very uh thought thought provoking wit. Um like recently they have the like, well how good is it to save money? So good that something what it or what does it feel like to save money? Like feels like being a witch in a broom factory. Yeah. Those little like, guys play like the mandolins. Remember when they had the stack Smart. of money with the googly eyes on it for a little while? Yeah. I mean, it's not creating characters that are going to be around forever. That's not the point. No, it's just it's just funny. It's they're just humorous. They use humor and and uh, which is a good strategy for an insurance company because yeah. you know you can either really go one of two ways. If you're going to advertise a product, you kind of have to scare your audience into buying it. Like, um, I mean, I guess I guess there's another company out there. Is it Allstate? I guess all yeah, Allstate does that for sure. Yeah, like you know, this car could have been yours. It's going to cost this person like a billion dollars to fix it because it's totaled. But if you had Allstate, then it would be free. Like, you know, they're showing the their practical uses. But I think Geico is a much more effective yeah. strategy in that they're showing they're, – they're making you laugh and then, they, and then you remember what they're selling. Well, and insurance is such a commodity product that it doesn't it's, – it's the same no matter who you buy it from, really. I mean, there's slight differences, but yeah. for the most part, it's the same. That's why brand is so big in commodity markets like insurance because it's one of the few places it can really differentiate you. And you can really gain a foothold with customers when all the other companies seem the same. And so that's why I think you see insurance companies being on the forefront of new advertising and trying these new things is because they really don't have a choice because it's one of the few things that really differentiate them. Yeah. That's for sure. I'm so glad we had a rant about this. This is a little off topic, but I think it's fascinating. Is it? Is it Prudential? I'm trying to think of the other insurance one that they have that guy and he's like, I'm a teenage girl. I'm talking on my cell phone. He's oh, like the Mayhem suit. guy? The Mayhem guy. That's yeah, all what state. company is that? That's all, is that also Allstate? Allstate has like three or four big campaigns they run. They have that. They have the, all the ones with Dennis Haysbert where he's... Um, that's all state stand. Are yeah. You in good hands? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then they also have the ones where it's like um where they do all the old SNL characters like the Coneheads ads and the um Oh yeah. And that's also all state. So again, mm-hmm. like Geico, they're doing a lot of different stuff. Not quite as much as Geico. Geico's really like Yeah. Every month there's something new. Mm. Yeah. Cool. For sure. That's uh the the all I guess they learned they kinda learned from Geico in a way. They got like a little they they injected some humor and some levity. Because I guess fear wasn't selling yeah, quite, as, I, quite as much. Geico deserves a lot of credit for that. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, Matt, we're out of time. Yeah. I think that was a we, fun discussion on corporate mascots. The good, the bad, the the weird, the unusual, um, and an antelope you've never heard of. So, um, <laughs> I think which doesn't look like an antelope. It's very confusing, but um, nonetheless, a fun episode. Uh, next week, as I said, we're doing sports mascots, which I'm very excited about because there are some weird ones out and some fun ones and some some ones i think that are going to be good to talk about oh yeah do you have have any off the top of your head you want to talk about 
Uh, or do you oh, want to do you want to leave the people guessing? Well, I think I think um, think it might be best to leave them guessing, but I'll 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 tease a little um, hint of something that we are going to be talking about. Go right We're going to be talking sports mascots. We have to be talking a slide into a pool of beer in Milwaukee. Ooh, what a great tease. Spot on. Wonderful. And uh, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're not doing a show next week, correct? You're out of town? I'll be out of town, yes. All right, see? I do have some memory. exploring the United States, particularly the southern region. Well, good, but we can't wait to hear your report back. So no show next week, but we will be back the following week with Sports Mascots. Uh, Matt, anything else before we uh, leave the fine folks this evening? If you're going to come up with a commercial, you know, let's well you check the old man off the list. We can check antelope, weird antelope thing off the list. Um, and uh, yeah, that's about it. And and I think I would leave this discussion by simply saying, if you're going to design a corporate mascot, make it fun and interesting, or make it weird and anti-mascot, but don't fall anywhere in between that spectrum. Because there are companies that do well with the weird out there mascots. And there are companies that do well with the fun. Pick one or the other. Don't be in between. Because then it's just awkward and nobody gets it. So Yeah, California Raisin. Yeah, California. It, uh, hey, I rep for the California Raisins. That How else? Credit where credit's due. How the hell are you going to advertise Raisins? What the marketing challenge of the century? Raisins. I guess you just got to animate a whole bunch of raisins, right? Got to make them sing. That's the only thing I can think of. Kids love the singing raisins. Unless you, uh, your mascot is an, actually not a raisin. He's an aged grape. Ah. An aged, sunburnt grape. A fine distinction. Who just complains about things. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, you heard it here through the grapevine. We'll be back in two weeks with our episode on uh, sports mascots. But until then, on behalf of Matt, I'm Sean. Thanks for joining us on the Goldilocks Zone. We'll